welcome to Kamara's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, or whatever time you are listening to this podcast. Come in, make yourself comfortable, and let's talk about... I don't even know what to call this. Let's just talk about something that I want to share with you guys. Um, I'm just honestly on a podcast roll and I'm happy with it. I like it. I love when I get creative inspiration and I actually like start just pumping out so many videos about topics that I want to talk about because I've really been like... um, just finding a lot of inspiration and I'm very happy because lately I've been finding myself wanting to talk about things but then not feeling like I have anything to talk about and so I'm just so happy that I have a, a archive filled with things that I want to talk about um, and I think also I'm just starting to change my view and I'm just finding topics and everything and I just want to get it out. Maybe this will bite me in the butt because sometimes I tend to not prepare for things. So what I say doesn't come off um, as organized as I would like it to feel. But I'm okay with it because life is sometimes um, unpredictable. So I feel like I'm just going to reflect that in my conversation. But anyways, today I wanted to talk about how it's going to be like the topic of light dimming. Um, this is something that I've struggled with a lot in the past, feeling like I should dim my light, especially with things that I feel fairly confident about that. I feel fairly, not only confident, but also competent to do. I tend that I, that I, or I think that I tend to want to downplay those things or forfeit those things in efforts to please other people. That's what it's essentially chalks up to. People pleasing, basically. I can think of three situations right off the top of my head because I they've just come to mind like within the past two days of situations that all have a common theme. Me dimming or forfeiting my, my passion or forfeiting an opportunity and of things that I know that I'm passionate, I'm confident about, and that I am competent to do and the efforts to please a friend or to please a group of people that I like or whatever it may be. And so I want to share with you guys this and it's also to share with my future self so that I can tell myself, you know, don't do this in the future. Don't do it. Don't do it. So one of the things that I've learned in life that I will not do anymore. I will no longer give up an opportunity, whether it's work or school or whatever. If it's a really big opportunity that I know that I am competent to do, like I know that I'm qualified to take that opportunity, that I'm confident in taking that opportunity and that I'm passionate about it, I will no longer give it up just for the sake of a friend. You know what I mean? Let me give you an example that's not with me so then I can give you an example that's with me. So my friend Manny, he's getting, he wants to leave his job to get a new job that will benefit him better as far as pay and schedule, all that kind of stuff. But then he was sharing with me how he felt a little bit like anxious or um, uncertain about leaving his current job to go to this new job because he has friends at the current job that he's at. And I immediately told him, 
No, you can still be their friend, but never make a work opportunity or big life decisions based off of friends. Because at the end of the day, friends come and go. And so if they're truly supposed to be your friend, they can be your friend while you don't work there and you go and do what you need to do for your life. When it comes to, and literally in his situation, this comes to like, I'm not going to say life or death because I was about to say life or death and I feel like that's dramatic, but it comes between him, you know, eating or not. You know what I mean? Like he's now working for a living, not a full living because he's still with his parents. But at the same time, he has responsibilities. He has a car and he has a car um, payment and he has insurance. Like he has responsibilities. So if he needs to leave his current job in order to better set him up and to be prepared for his responsibilities, all that kind of stuff, he should not make that decision based off of friends because friends, as I said before, they come and they go. And if they're truly your friend, they will still be your friend while you go and do what you need to do to take care of your responsibilities. So that's a more um, extreme sense of like, in his case, him not taking an opportunity would be like between him not being able to take care of his responsibilities and him being able to take care of his responsibilities. The scenarios that I'm going to share with you today these all took place in high school yes they all took place in high school so the stakes weren't as as high but after I went through them especially one pivotal moment and I told myself I wouldn't do it again I realized that later on in life if I keep this up and I apply if I do the same thing that I've done in this situation where there is no stakes and I do it where it is stakes, it is going to, it is going to, um, affect me negatively. So therefore we're just going to make the decision to not do this again. So let's go into the first situation. The first situation was where, and also, um, disclaimer, the people that I'm going to talk about in these these scenarios, it has nothing to do with them, about them, towards them. I am very fond of majority of these people. Um, but this is just my, it's the principle of it all and what I've learned. Um, no matter how much you love them, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop, um, tangenting. I'm going to get to the point, but no matter how much you love them, you still got to make business decisions. Anyways, let's get to the point. So Junior year, I, or let's say sophomore year, I ran to be vice president of SGA or Student Government Association for junior year. I ended up winning because nobody ran against me. So junior year, I was a part of SGA and I was the vice president of SGA. So towards the end of junior year, it's time for me to start campaigning for the, the officer position of SGA for the next year. So I told myself, I was like, okay, junior year, I was vice president. It's only natural for me to be president of SGA senior year. So I'm going to run for president. I had already made this up in my mind. First of all, I love SGA. I love everything about the planning aspect of it. I'm a leader, so I love leading and I like organizing and delegating and all that kind of stuff. I'm good at it. I'm reliable. So I thought that it was natural that I would be a really good candidate because I am actually competent and I'm qualified to take on that position and all of that kind of stuff. Being that I had vice president um, experience and just being that I was very involved. And this is something that I really loved and it was a passion. So I had already made up internally that I was going to run for pri- for president SGA. 
I thought that it was a given that <laughs> if I'm vice president, now obviously this is not a concrete thing. It's not to say, oh, just because you're president means that vice president, you're just going to become president. Like it doesn't work like that, but that's usually how it goes. So I thought that everybody kind of like knew that, but I didn't voice it. Um, but then I remember end of junior year, everybody's like starting to say what positions they want to go for. And one of my friends, I love her very deeply. So this is nothing against her. I honestly wholeheartedly say this with my heart because I really love her. And this is why I did what I did. I remember my friend Sierra, she was telling, she was like, oh, I want to run for president, but like nobody's going to vote for me. I feel like nobody's going to vote for me. I kind of want to do it, but like, I'm not sure, whatever. And she kind of said that a couple of times expressing like her hesitance and wanting to do it, but like nobody was going to vote for her. So me being the person that I am for the people that I love, I will tend to kind of just set aside the things that I really care about and that I'm passionate about and efforts to help them and what they want to pursue. So I kind of just... I, at that point, I had never said that I wanted to be president out loud. So it was kind of this thing of like, oh, if I say that I want to be president too, now it's like I'm going to be running against my best friend. And honestly and truthfully, because I have already been president, I kind of do have that type of experience behind me. And knowing the person that I am, I love campaigning. I wasn't shy about campaigning. I was going to go out there and make flyers like I did the day before. I was going to have a campaign slogan like I have done in the years past go and vote for Kamari Gowen for vice president of SGA or so on and so forth so knowing me like I would have had no problem doing it and I probably would have had a good chance of winning so I didn't want to run against her because she's already said that like oh I don't know if somebody's gonna vote for me and I, I'm unsure but I really want to do it so I decided to just push my endeavors aside and I was like, you know what, Sierra, you should do it. Run for it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you campaign. We're going to do it. Da, 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 da. So I said, you know what, I'm going to run for vice president and you're going to run for president and we're going to do it. And I took her to the tables and I don't want to make this seem like, oh, I just I showed her the real world and I took her to the tables and I did it. You know what I mean? But I was more um, just more outgoing in this sense compared to Sierra. So I was going to the tables and I was being charismatic and I was like, go and vote for Kamari Glenn for vice president at SGA, vote for her for president. But in my heart, making that decision, while I did enjoy supporting her because I talked about this before in my podcast, I love supporting the people that I care about. I love encouraging them. So I didn't have a problem doing that. But in my heart, um, I knew that I that was something that I wanted. And I kind of felt the repercussions of like giving that up because I was like, dang, I really wanted that. And so going forth, I'm never going to do that again. I'm not going to give up something that I wanted, that I know that I'm capable of doing, that I know that I can do well. Um, just because my friend also wanted that position. Instead, I'm going to let us both go for it and may the most adequate person for that position win. And it shouldn't be any hard feelings. Like if I ran with her for president and she ended up winning, I don't think that I would have had hard feelings. Um, I probably would have been like a little bit internally salty, but like it wouldn't have been that serious because we both ran and you won. And so I feel like you deserve that. So going forth, I made that decision in my heart to never do that again, because that was something that I felt that I would have done good. And again, this scenario, I was not getting paid for being president. 
I was not getting any type of status for being president. Um, I wasn't getting any type of external, like, noticeable benefits. It's literally just a title. This also let me, this, this um, experience also taught me how, like, frivolous titles are especially at this low sense so as we grow and we become more acquainted with the world titles are everything but while they're everything and people with titles do get all the benefits and the money and whatever like that it, not necessarily all the time people with the titles are the ones that are actually doing the heavy lifting in the work and so I realized that no matter whether I have the title or not, I'm still going to do what I have to do best. I'm still going to do what I love doing best. I'm still going to be over here delegating and telling everybody, OK, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's plan this. Let's plan that. I'm still going to be a planner. I'm still going to be a leader no matter if I have the title or not. But it would be nice to have the title to go along with all of the work that I also do. But that was just a small little thing in the grand scheme of things. But it started me early. And of just taking this principle to heart of as I go into the world, you cannot make decisions, work decisions, opportunities that will, as you get older, they will actually affect your life. You cannot let those decisions be swayed by a friend. I'm actually going to throw a third one to the list. So hopefully I can remember all of these scenarios. So that's the first scenario. The second scenario was very, very similar. I was in high school. I did a lot of stuff. I'm very proud of what I did in high school um, because I had the time and the energy. So I just did everything that I could do. And I'm very glad that I got all the experiences that I did. So in high school, as I was saying, um, I was a part of GRTC. Junior year, I decided to join JLab. I've never done JLab before. So I said, you know what? I'm going to come out for JLab since Colonel V said, come out. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Can you hear me? Okay. Let me text Hannah that I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. No, 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 no. (laughs) I hope you can hear me. I'll call you soon. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Anyways, so... Um, I'm sorry. Colonel V recruited me and he was like, come out to JLab. So I said, you know what? I'm going to come out to JLab. Um, so I did. Prior to this, I've been a part of drill, color guard staff. At that point, I was the S1. Yes. At that point, no, it was senior year that I, that I joined. Was it? No, it was junior year. Junior year. So at this point, I was S1. I was about to become executive officer. And Colonel was like, come out to JLab. I came out to JLab. And I remember he was like, we're going to be looking for a commander of JLab. And he kind of just threw it out there. And I knew I kind of wanted to do it. But when he asked, like, who would be willing to consider, you know, becoming a commander? I can't remember if I raised my hand or not. But I know for sure that another girl, Bellevue, shout out to her. She's such a great cadet and very outstanding um she raised her hand as well and maybe some somebody else so when colonel came to me and he asked me um kamari i want you to be the commander are you willing to take the position if not i think i don't know how the the conversation went so i'm not going to misquote him but i knew that he presented me the option to take it and i remember being hesitant because i'm like i'm already the vice president of sga i'm already you know the s1 about to become the xo i had this 
idea or this perspective of like, I don't want to feel like I'm hogging all of these, these leadership titles when I'm not sure if I'll be able to give it my a hundred percent. Because for me, I did really respect titles and I respect titles because with titles become comes responsibility. A lot of people don't respect that, but that's the truth of the matter. If you say that you're going to be in charge, if you say that you're a leader saying whatever that you are, it comes responsibility. So I didn't want to just take that opportunity when I knew that Bellevue wanted it because I because I had already had a lot and so I was kind of coming from this sense of like yeah I was going to responsibility but I felt like I was willing to take it but also like I have a lot like let me let her have some you know what I mean but again if this is something that I am qualified to do if the colonel is coming to me and say Kamara I really want you to be the the commander I need to take that opportunity as long as I knew that I was going to be able to like really do it well um that should have been something that I took and took well with pride because I knew that I was passionate about it. I knew that I was able to do it. And if I was willing to take on the responsibility, then I should be willing to take the title. And I ended up taking the title. I did. I did. I did. I ended up taking the title, but I remember having that internal um, dissonance between myself of like, oh, should I do it? Should I not? Because like Bellevue wants it. I'll, I'll give it to her. Like she wants it. I, I already have enough, but I'm like, at the end of the day, if you're qualified, if you're qualified, if you're passionate, if you're able to take on the responsibility, why not? Let's let the best man, the best qualified man win. And that's who's able to take that position. Two more scenarios. The third scenario that I've had with this was, I remember senior year. Yes, senior year, I joined, um, mock trials. I have always wanted to do mock trials because I love debating. I like the whole aspect of like fighting for a cause. Like I love that. So mock trials was something that I have always wanted to do. And it took me up until senior year to finally do it because I gave so much of my time to JRLTC. Um, I don't regret giving my time to JRLTC because I did do a lot of other things, but it took me a while before I actually branched out. So senior year, I finally did. And I remember being in mock trials and I remember the teacher asking who wants to be the attorney. And oh my gosh, this was something that annoyed me so bad. Oh, it hurt me so bad because I was willing to mute myself in in efforts to make other people comfortable. This is something that I do a lot. We're talking about dimming or dimming our lights to make other people feel comfortable when I know that I'm capable, when I know that I'm competent, when I know that I'm passionate about it. And so he was asking who wanted to be an attorney. And I remember everybody shooting up their hands, just being bulldogs. And I'm just so not a bulldog. I don't want to be a bulldog. So, but that's what it kind of like sometimes takes in this world to be seen. You need to be a somewhat of an assertive person and other aspects are very assertive and other aspects when it comes to me and trying to worry about myself I'm not for other people you see it I was a bulldog for Sierra but I wasn't a bulldog for myself um but I remember him asking and I like didn't raise my hand at all until I think like towards the end where it was all going and I think he made me an alternate or something but I remember hesitating so long and then I remember going home he told us okay you need to prepare your opening no your closing speech your closing statement for this and I remember coming home studying the case so well preparing the speech because let me tell you something I am a pretty good speaker 
and I'm very confident while speaking. I'm not the best speaker. I have a lot to um, improve on. But compared to the average person, a lot of people have stage fright and they don't like talking and they don't like speaking. Me? I am fine with standing in front of a group of people and I'm and I do it fairly confidently. And I remember preparing and I was ready for it. I remember doing my voice memo. I prepared it with my mother and I I showed her what I came up with. And I remember we came to class and he was like, who wants to do their opening speech? And I remember being so silent because I wanted everybody else to get a chance to go because in my heart, this is not to be cocky or what or conceited or anything in my heart. I knew if I stood up, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well. And you, you guys are going to see like how prepared I am. So I wanted to give everybody a chance to, to say what they wanted to say, do how they want to do so that I can come up. So the first day he was like, does anybody want to do it? Someone went up, he did really good. And then the other um, time another person went and then the second day he asked again. And again, I'm so not a bulldog and I don't take initiative. And I should have just raised my hand and just presented my speech and done it so well how I, how I prepared it. But I didn't and I let other people go because I think we were, I think also what it was was that we were also kind of like competing. Like some people said, oh, I want to be an attorney. But at the end of the day, it came down to who was better prepared for it. And so I was trying to give people chances. And it, and so anyways, it ended up not even happening. I never got a chance to do my, um, my Como City State opening statement because people ended up not being as dedicated and they didn't show up to practice. So the teacher ended up like canceling the whole season because he was like, we don't have enough people. So I ended up never getting a chance to do my opening statement, which I knew I would have crushed, which I knew I would have been the attorney on period. And again, this is just because I prepared, I put in the work, I was confident and I was passionate about this. So all of this just to say that uh, I hate it. There was one other thing that I, dang, I should have wrote it down because now I've forgotten. Um, dang it. What? Dimming my light. Dimming my light. Oh my gosh. I'm so mad at myself for forgetting what I was talking about. The, the fourth thing that I wanted to talk about. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm so sad that I forgot. But the moral of the story is I was so passionate about these certain things. I wanted to do them I was very confident about it and I decided to dim my light in efforts to please other people, to accommodate other people, to, to como se dice, um, yeah, dim my light in, in efforts of making other people comfortable instead of just being who I am and shining bright in that place where I know that I am able to shine bright. Guys, you don't know how much it's going to annoy me that I didn't, that I don't know what I was talking about, that I don't remember what the fourth thing that I was going to say. I'm going to go and listen to it back. Best believe I'm coming back. I'm coming back because I want to know what I was going to say. So I'm going to come back. I'm not, I'm not going to end this yet. Okay. I listened back and I found the, the fourth point that I wanted to make. 
this doesn't go with dimming lights, but this goes with making decisions based off of your friends, like life decisions based off of um, what your friends are doing when these things could potentially affect you on a grander scheme of things if you apply the same principle. So as I was telling you um, before, don't ever make decisions just because your friends are doing it. So I'm going to share one last scenario with you or a real life experience that happened that I told myself, I'm never again going to make a decision just because my friends are doing it. Junior year, junior year was a big year of me learning this lesson because almost every single thing happened junior, junior year. I should have learned, but I didn't. Junior year, nonetheless, or it was actually sophomore, sophomore year. So we're good with that. Sophomore year towards the end, the IB coordinators were coming to my English class and they were trying to, they were telling us about IB and joining IB and the benefits of it and you can get your diploma and all this kind of stuff. Take IB, take IB, take IB. And so I remember my friend Ashley, she was like, yeah, I'm going to do DP. It sounds really good. I'm going to do DP. If you don't know about IP, IB, it's IB, CP, IB, DP. And that means that basically all of your courses are going to be IB courses. And IB is this really rigorous program that's supposed to be like college prep. And all of that kind of stuff is basically like college level course material and things of that nature. And at the end, if you take it at high school, you can get a diploma that would translate as college credits, if I'm not mistaken. And then there's CP, which is like part time. Um, so Ashley was like, I'm going to do DP. Nanny was like, yeah, I'm going to do DP. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do DP too. It sounds really good. Like these sounds like really promising things. So I went to the lady. She was like, yeah, what do you think you should do in the office? I remember being hesitant anyways. And I went there to go get more information. I basically went there for her to convince me. And that's exactly what she did. She convinced me. She was like, so why are you hesitant about it? And I was like, because a lot of people say that it's going to be, you know, very rigorous and a lot of work. And I really love doing my extracurricular activities and I want to make sure that I have time to do those as well. And da, 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 da. she was like, well, it seems like you're just like a little bit afraid of stepping out of your comfort zone. And if that's what it is, you should just do it. And so basically, in so many sweet words, she convinced me to sign or to join and I joined. And as soon as I walked out of that office, I knew that I made the wrong decision. I knew that I was making those decisions based off of what my friends were doing, what sounded good for them. And I knew that it personally didn't align with me, the type of student that I was. I kind of tried to trick myself into saying, Kamari, if you don't do IB, you're basically lazy and you're trying to chicken out and you don't want to do anything that's hard. And that's what she played off of my 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 knack of trying to avoid avoid hard things in life. While that is true and that's something that I do struggle with, IB wasn't the thing that I should have chose to struggle with. So that's why I knew that I made the wrong decision because I knew that that didn't match the type of person I was. As a high school student, I was very heavy in extracurricular activities. I loved those activities. Those are things that gave me joy and they also gave me experiences that were very well and easily translated into adult life. So I never regret it. For other people, that may have worked for them, but I knew that I knew that my plan was always to do dual enrollment and I let her sway me out of it. So when I left the office, I knew I felt bad. I was like, I got to get out of here. So I emailed her multiple times. I wrote her, um, uh, you know, emails and then I pulled up to her office a couple of times and I was like, hey, listen, I know that I made the wrong decision. I need you to make sure that you do not enroll me into these classes. And again, I don't regret pulling out because as we can see, 
Some people succeeded, like my friend Ashley. I'm so proud of her for also managing, doing extracurriculars and her own personal responsibilities with also doing the work. But I saw the ins and outs of her doing the work. And then my friend Manny, he, yes, that was not for him. He still did it. And then he had to like, you know, kind of backpedal his senior year and try to pull himself back up because of how bad D- D- um, IB pulled him down. So I was very happy that I went back and I made the decision that was best for me. But in between me making the decision to sign up and me making the decision to get out, it was so much of me crying and talking to my mom. And I was like, I feel like I'm just trying to like not do it because I'm lazy and like I just don't want to be challenged. But then after that, I was like, I just know in my heart that this isn't for me. I just know it was something that I just knew that it wasn't for me, but I did it because my friends were doing it. So moral of the story. Don't make big life decisions, whether it doesn't have high stakes or whether it does have high stakes. Do not make those decisions based off of where your friends at, what your friends do and how they feel. Because at the end of the day, if you're competent, if you're passionate about it, if you are confident in it, you should pursue it. If you are qualified for that position, take it. If you are qualified to do this thing, take it. If you are passionate about this and you know you can take all the responsibilities, do it. Don't, I do not co-sign nasty ambition as I like to call it because nasty ambition is going and throwing your friends under the bus, stepping on it, on them, making sure that they won't get that position at any means possible or trying to go and take a position when you know you're not qualified for it just because you want it, when you know that you're not competent in it just because you want it, when you know you're not confident in it or that you're not passionate in it just because you want it. Like make sure that those factors of being confident, competent, um, passionate and and confident in it make sure that those are all things that are, are are part of it but anyways but yes at the end of the day make sure that those are things that are all checked out the box before you make decisions and at the end of the day your friends the real ones will still be your friends when you make those decisions because they want to see you grow and if they don't want to see you grow then that's an indication that you might need to start looking into that friendship and seeing if they're really for you and if you use nasty ambition they have a right to be upset but anyways that's the end of my rant um peace positivity productivity prosperity and a godsend perspective to you and everyone that you know and until next time my friends bye